All right, it is Rossi on Wrestling, and we have got something special in store today. It is going to be our very first watch-along episode. Uh, but before we get to that, let me introduce my tag team partner in the podcast sphere, Billy. How you doing? Have a nice day. Oh, you right? You, Isn't uh, that it? I have a nice day every day. But we're having a Mick Foley kind of nice day. We are having maybe the grandest of nice days when it comes to Mick Foley's career. Because today, we're going to do the watch-along of Raw 293. If you're on your WWE Network, you have to go to the very first Raw of 1999. My wife just said a Billy with some tea of our... By the way, Desmond (laughs) makes his first appearance on the podcast because he's on my mug for my tea. He is. uh, Desmond being my cat. Uh, Yes, he has uh, made his first appearance as the third man of the podcast. It is Rossi on Wrestling, and it's with Billy D. That's adorable. And, and, and Desmond. Um, it's like a purple mug with like a lot of cute pictures of the cat. Yeah. Oh, wow. Love Desmond. Oh, it's from Desmond. Oh, yeah. He he, he, he made us that. So that is, he's a hell of a cat. Sometimes he'll try to claw your eyes what, out. Like a color me mine or something? That's cute. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so like we said, we're going to go through a watch-along from the first Raw of 1999, actually taped on December 29th, 1998, so we're coming up on the 20-year anniversary. Also, uh, it doesn't matter when you listen to this, because it will be a watch-along, uh, this week also being covered by the Something El- Something to Wrestle With podcast with Bruce Pritchard. Overrated. Overrated podcast? Yeah, now it is. Now, oh, so it's hit that point? <laughs> it's at the point? No, so just when we saw him live, I was like... It was a rough show. Yeah. The one you saw he was, was coming really... off his honeymoon. I'll it was just it, the whole thing was rough. I think the setup was rough. Great place to go to though. Oh, Kowloon. I love the Kowloon. Kowloon is the greatest restaurant on Route One. They, Definitely and on you know Route what? One. That's a huge compliment. That's a huge compliment, especially just in the, the square footage. We Route One, you know, goes all the way from Florida up to like Maine. I'll say it's my favorite one on Route One. Well, now you went from the greatest to my favorite. That's a big difference. It's the greatest and my favorite. Okay, all right, that's fair enough. Uh, and the column will play into this as well as we go along, but. Uh, do, we're, well, the way we're going to do this is it's about 30 minutes of live action we're going to cover. We're going to start. So if you're on your WWE network, WWE, what am I, Kurt Angle? <laughs> the WWE. Uh, WWE um, network, you go to the beginning of the match before Mankind versus The Rock, and that is Al Snow versus because, Road Dog. Because I saw it and was we have to do this. Yeah. <laughs> so, Just this kind of like background while we set the scene. Yeah, we're not going to actually play this one through. We're going to talk a little about the action. It will obviously be on here. It's a very famous hardcore match. This is during probably the height, I think, of the hardcore core title so we're gonna go ahead and hit play in three two one so right now you should be seeing uh the entrance for al snow with head and he's bloodied up he's still bloodied from what does everybody previous- want blood apparently not but while they get not with their head though no that would be not. very 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 bad yes um, were made before that i'm sure and this is just funky stuff that's going on i love this old titan drum by the way with the actual curtain and al snow's crawling in and out of it Head's been shaved. He's been in a bloodbath from what the did brood. He, did he used to have help me? Is it help yeah? Me? Help me backwards. Oh, I love it. He Al Snow's so, character was really, my, really intriguing. My mom, who like would be in the room sometimes while I was watching this, thought Al Snow was cute. He's not a bad looking guy. I mean, I guess he's attractive. Wasn't he in that like tag team with Leaf uh, Cassidy? He was the new oh new God. rockers Ooh. with Marty Jannetty. That was terrible. And then here comes Road Dog with one of the you know more more unique entrances of all time. Very unique ring gear, too. Oh, most comfortable ring gear of all time, I would say. He probably sweat a lot more than I could think of. Him and John Cena. Yeah, I don't think he could wrestle in jean shorts, though. Oh, I would love to. The cargo shorts shorts. I think I'd be okay with, but jean shorts, 
He's always rocking the Under Armour underneath. But uh, but anyways, yeah. So this was taped in 1998, December 20th, in Worcester, Massachusetts, not too far from where we emanate from. I hate Worcester. I used to. No, I do. I've never had a really good time in Worcester. I had a really bad time in Worcester. <laughs> yeah, you've had a couple bad times, I feel like. But your car broke down. Yeah, the Foo Fighters concert. I yeah, Foo Fighters with... Um, Weezer. What, one of the best concerts ever. It was great. And I believe Hot Hot Heat opened for them as well. Actually, I know they did, because it's one of yeah. my favorite concerts ever. It yeah, was a great I, concert. I was I was dancing. So that's happening in the same exact... Oh, my God. Oh, I just Jesus. threw a steel chair at Al Snow. <laughs> uh, these, this is definitely the best when it came to the hardcore title. This Does is, match even get in the ring yet? Uh, no, it didn't need to. That's the best part about the hardcore matches. It could take place anywhere. Um, so... This taking place in the Worcester Centrum, the same place, yes, that your car broke down after seeing the Foo Fighters. Uh, This is about 14 years before that. Um, This, again, is a very historic night because, as we'll get to, is when Mankind first won the WWF title. And this was a pre-tape. So the big famous story that goes on with this. Put some butts in the seats. Well, that's it. Tony Schiavone, not once, but twice mentions in the broadcast of Nitro on the same night that that'll put butts in seats. He goes, the man formerly known as Cactus Jack here in WCW is going to win their title. And were they up an hour earlier at this point? What, what were do they mean? three hours now? They were, were three they, hours, yeah. yes. So they were up. They had, uh, they had the, the whole head window. start. Yep, and they but didn't But they were actually, losing at this point, right? No, they were still winning at this point. Really? Yeah, the tide hadn't officially turned yet. They, they, this was during the in-between of the run, but this is where, um, yeah, so Shivani makes that comment right about the beginning of the 9 o'clock oh, hour. Wow. Moodsall threw a table. Al Snow, underrated athlete, by the way. You know, if you listen to any of the, you know, Bruce Pritchards or even um, Paul Heyman has come out and said when he worked with Paul Heyman ECW that he was probably one of the most underutilized talents for his Oh, he's build. a terrific, terrific wrestler. And his build, you never looked, I never looked at him as like a big guy, and that's going to also play into his podcast later because even Mankind, I never looked at Oh, as he's like, a huge, huge dude. Big dude, and I just never looked at him like, oh, championship quality. And that's, you know, He was just foolish. a little bit, you know out of shape but. he was also just more of a character than he was like i feel like this dominating force but and this is you know this is coming months after um, i mean man, the hell in a cell stuff later that earlier this year mankind was a huge huge influence on me especially this time like he was uh, it's gonna be pretty embarrassing to admit this he was the first book i ever read covered oh cover. no me too fully is good uh, the, was it the Three Faces of Foley was first? No, I thought that's a DVD. I thought I'm pretty sure Foley is Good was his first book. Well, whatever his uh, or Have a Nice Day, whatever his first book was, oh, that might have been definitely it. was the book I read cover to cover for the first. time. It is long. Yeah, it was long. I had some pictures in it though. His first um, one was Have a Nice Day, then yeah. Foley is Good. So Have a Nice Day, the cut with him with the Mankind Mask. That was the first one I read as well. It might yeah. have been the first book outside from like Wrinkle in Time and things I had to do for school. No, I never read. I would always just bullshit, and I wound up becoming an English major. So that tells you <laughs> the kind of life I led. <laughs> But uh, I jumped off of a, was it what was it a shed into a, a ring with a table in there like backyard wrestling like him just because I really idolized this guy growing up. I wanted to be a professional wrestler and I wanted to be the kind that he was that was taking you know crazy insane bumps. So you know the thing off the top of the Hell in the Cell was one of the most iconic moments of my childhood easily oh yeah it's it's insanely popular and it comes off because this is a guy that you saw the famous footage of him playing the dude love character when he was whatever 16 17 years old jumping off of his garage through a table onto like the ground like a maniac and then he actually got to live that out he didn't come into wrestling and become like some other character he almost was that you know like they say that childhood dream of mick foley yeah and to compare this right now what's going on with current day wrestling and you can't compare it well, you can't at all. And I know you said they brought up 
uh, they brought up some Attitude Era-like storylines recently. But mm-hmm. when you go back and look at it, oh. and they'll talk about this all the time on the, I know we reference all the time, the Bruce Pritchard podcast, but they'll always give credit to Vince Russo for every character having a story, no matter how small. Or how and, good. Or how good. Yeah. But they had something. And I think that makes a big difference because that's what you don't see today. Like the big boss man had a run of great mid-card stories that were in the Attitude Era that were great, and he wasn't fighting for a title. No. And the people he was going against weren't fighting for uh, Al Snow and Pepper. And yes. then, uh, Catalina Cell. Yeah, Catalina, whatever it was. And then no, uh, Kennel from right? Hell or whatever it Kennel was. from Hell, that's it. The good call. And then um, him with uh, the Big Show's dad. I oh, mean, that... that's actually right. That's coming up one year from this point. That's the December of 1999. I'll never forget it. When Big Show wins a title after Stone Cold gets hit by a car. And who is he going to feud with? Big Boss, man. Oh, it's incredible, though. He... Where's your daddy now? <laughs> Dude, the poem? Oh. I mean... This is when they had stories for everything, and yes, yeah, some of it we we idolize it because it was like the best We're time the right in wrestling, age, yeah. the best characters in wrestling. But there really were a lot of characters, a lot of stories, and they just don't have that now. They just keep throwing out like the Big Boss Man feud right now is on the spot in the card where Bobby Lashley fights Elias every week. Yes, exactly. It's in a spot where you need more character there. We don't need these guys. I don't like you. I don't like you. Let's fight. We need a little more. We need a little juice to these guys. And we're watching this right now. Also, Al Snow and Road Dogg are now in the backstage over some placentas. I mean, uh, point, uh, points. Poinsettias. Yeah, them, them too. Uh, you can eat a placenta, you know. Uh, you, you shouldn't if, eat a poinsettia, though, if you're a cat or a dog. Oh, good to know. All right, Desmond, listen up. But uh, this is something, you you know, we're talking about mid-card feuds and stuff. This is the second-last match on a very important... Wow, he just decked him with that flower. (laughs) And you can tell these are guys, if you're watching this action along with us, these are guys that are just going at it. They are trying to... They have something to prove. They're competing against another company and for time on television. Oh, my God. Donatello with the post. Oh, that would just... I would tap right there. If someone hit me with one of those steel posts that put together uh, scaffolding, forget it. I'm tapping. And see, the thing with wrestling is it doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be highly acted. But it has to exist in a universe that makes sense to me. Like, you can't keep breaking the rules. And I think they did a better job of that oh, in these days kegs. than they do now. No, absolutely. And don't and you think there's the room for this now? The oh, hardcore? absolutely. I think, I think they're, like, uh, the Velveteen Dream does uh, what Jim Ross said he does. He, he's not afraid to try old things. Oh, no. So they need to try some old things, and they need to do new things because this it comes like two or three years after they were like, you know, you're tired of the same old good guy, bad guy, that famous Vince promo. Mm-hmm. And now they've just – I feel like Vince is in that – Which was like one year before this. Yeah. So and think look, about that. Look where it has evolved to. Yeah. They have a character that's coming out asking for head. <laughs> Well, that's the stuff that I don't even think we need now. But I think just even this hardcore title. Like, look at these guys. Like, I think I saw Zack Ryder put a post up saying that he hasn't fought one match on Raw in 2018. Now, don't forget, he's on SmackDown for half the year. But the point is, like, you don't think he'd be perfect in a role like this? I think somebody put that. Like, He's at this level. Like, he is. He's as a- popular. People want to see him in a role that they he could be either A, successful, or B, like, be cared for. Now these guys are outside in the snow. Yeah, right now with Al Snow and Road Dogger outside in Worcester during a snowstorm, which also plays is because when Mick Foley is a famous story I want to talk about, and when we get into that match about talking about a snowstorm and his travels later in this night, and he's just whale barreling him into a grate, into a whole side. And this is like insane action that is totally, I think, needed in today's Oh, yeah, product. when they have a street fight now, it doesn't go anywhere but right no, outside the ring apron. The best street fight we've seen in a long time was Johnny Gargano versus Tommaso Ciampa because it actually seemed like two guys that weren't just trying to put on a wrestling match yeah. were actually trying to fight. The only one that I've seen recently, and this was probably three or four years ago now, was John Cena versus 
um, Bray Wyatt, and I think it was a last man standing match. Oh, they... that was a really... John Cena's always good in those matches. He had that famous one against Umaga from a Royal Rumble, I think, 10 years ago. Great match. And you know what the, another thing was? I was watching uh, old feuds on YouTube, just, you know, bored the other day. And it was... That's what wrestling fans do. When we're yeah. bored, we just watch either, like, current wrestling videos, like I do with different companies, or old wrestling matches. And yeah. there's a lot of people in this day and age... Oh, and Paul the, Driver! And some of them, I think, oh. were in the company. But Chris Jericho was fighting CM Punk at WrestleMania, and I watched their promos leading up to it. Awesome. And I know they're two of the best in the business, Hold on, Road Dog people... just uh, held on to his hardcore... T- oh, no, he kicked out? Nope, two and a half. One. No, you won. Oh, you won. All right. That was as confusing as we made it, just so you know, if yeah. you're watching this with us. But, like, those guys deliver the promo where it's not like they're acting. And I know you're not going to have, you know, some of the greatest of all time at all times, but these people need to get better at delivering those promos. But you know why I think those guys also? Lacking. First of all, those guys were artists. Those guys had years and years of training. And those guys, I don't believe, were handed scripts. No, they, they just let it rip. And they let it go because those guys were at a level where they could do that. Now, there's so many guys in the current roster that could do it. They're just not – either they're scared to go against the grain, which you hear a lot of people saying. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I'm fascinated just to see. Like, now look at Road Dog running through to come back in the audience. Listen to the pop. Crowd's going wild for him. Look at this. They weren't able to see that action. They're watching on a huge Titan Tron, which is another huge part that's missing from today's product. They black out the Titan Tron. They just put the logo of the show. I mean, Let just look at the see. amount of signs in that crowd I compared know. to today. There's so much different. Because that's character. That people were making character signs. They weren't making signs for you know even for AJ Styles. Love them, but they're not a lot of. Well, sometimes you see the P1. Look but it's pile driver again. Oh, <laughs> looks awesome though with that. Like, did they know? I want to know. Did they know that that was going to be set up to go through? Probably. They must have because that thing crumbled. Now look at him pretend he's cold. Yeah, well, when you're sh- clicking around on this, what the hell are we watching here? I don't know. I think it's a preview for the APA. No, that's AP. Oh, this is the darkness, the Ministry of Darkness stuff. I think that was Gangrel. But did you see that? That was just you know a little something extra. Like they don't do that anything like that on. No. On the current, and product. now you're seeing Shawn Michaels leading DX. It's the first time you actually see all these guys together in a long time. It looks like Shawn Michaels is leaving as commissioner. I don't know why he would be leaving. And there's a championship match if you're the commissioner. That's one thing I always love about wrestling. The guys show up during the show, leave during the show. Yeah, Triple H shows up like he hasn't been there all day in yeah. a limo. I mean, it, that, but that's the kind of it's stuff. Good. That's the kind of stuff where I'm like, okay, it's wrestling. Tell me a story. He just got here. Blah blah blah. That's the kind of stuff that's fine. Now we're seeing Shawn Michaels trying to get. Is it going to explode? Is this like when honestly? It looks like a cutscene of it's going to explode. Also, looks like he's wearing one of the worst jackets I've ever seen. Yeah, his he style is... outside of the ring, not good. No, never has been. Uh oh. Oh, went to commercial break. Love it. Oh, Shawn Michaels is dead. He's legitimately dead. Classic he's, stuff. He's through a windshield. His body looked oh, wow. bloody, but it's just a red shirt. But he literally looks like he's murdered. But you know what? This again. This is this is the kind of stuff that sets up other stuff. Yeah. It's it's stuff that they don't do now. They did it in NXT with the Aleister Black thing, and that wound up being a yeah great mysteries. Story. Mysteries are great. But like honestly, what is going on right here? Shawn Michaels knocking on the door. Nobody's there. He's the commissioner of the company. Oh, there oh, but there's, right. there's your guy, you big boss man. Big the boss corporation's man. test. Oh, that's the other thing you're going to notice watching this, especially in this final match, is the amount of factions that they had yep. in this day and age. Just think about it. There's DX, there's The Nation, there's the corporate... Is it the corporation? Just corporation at this time. Is there the ministry? There's the ministry. Ministry's building as we... Uh, during this time. But think about this. Like, just standing alone from what you just said, and now you're in a company that has, like, four times the roster and less... and one-fourth of the amount of factions. 
One fourth of the amount of factions. It doesn't even make sense. And there's just there's so much opportunity in factions because you see how many superstars it's spinning off in this episode oh, yeah. alone. And just in this final match, like you said, around the ring, there's going to be so many people. It makes, oh, yeah, it makes, that's what makes it stand out even more. Shawn Michaels is now officially dead. Uh, R.I.P. Sean. But this is a little more production back value than they have in today's It's not even production value. It's, yeah, you're right, because the blood and stuff like that. It lo- and it looks great. Yeah. Like, I'm actually concerned. I'm not. But, but, you know, but it made you look interesting. like... Yes. And when you're clicking around, I don't know if I've already said this, but when you're clicking around to get to this point, when you're in the watch-along... You're going to see so many little stops because there's so many more stories yeah. in a two-hour Raw than there are now on a three-hour Raw. Now, I'll give this. The one thing about today's product, you can put on 15-minute matches and probably grab people's attention a little bit more. But you might not need to because during this time, even this match that we're going to be going over is only nine minutes long. You don't. Need, it's not about you know the length of the match. It's the quality of the match. It's the action of the match. Where There's no rest holds a lot back at this time. They were saying go out there for seven minutes and entertain. And this in a seven-minute block, go get it. And this is a different Raw than most Raws of the era. A lot of the times, it wouldn't be a championship match on Raw. Remember when you had to wait for a championship match on a, on a Raw? Well, during this time, there were more championship matches, but it was more like, you know, this is, you think about a year from now, you had the Jericho versus Triple H. But it wasn't always, like, serious contenders. It's just the belt was defended in a fun way. Like, you would get, like, X-Pac versus The Rock. Like, you had that before this. Like, that was cool. Like, we liked well, that yeah, stuff. there were other storylines mixing into this one. It wasn't just... Look at you this know, car. Destroyed. How was, does, that's somebody's head. So yeah. you're trying to tell me that you put Shawn Michaels' oh, he head? Oh, dead. So here comes the entrance. Now we're getting started for this match. Oh, Mankind's coming out to his old school uh, piano theme. This is during the final days of this as his entrance. And this was, he was do love a little bit before this. Yep, he, he was, was kind of like a sycophant for the corporation. He so slowly yeah, turned. And WrestleMania 14, Stone Cold wins the title. Coming out of that started the Mankind would uh transition no he was cactus jack before this too i apologize this he has been all three phases because at wrestlemania 14 he and chainsaw charlie he was cactus jack for the tag team titles and then a couple weeks later he joined vince mcmahon when vince mcmahon was supposed to fight austin that raw maybe we could do a watch like that in the future where uh mankind came out as dude love to attack him and then he was dude love for a few months fighting austin at unforgiven and um, I forget the other pay-per-view. Two pay-per-views in a row before we led to King of the Ring, which then he transitioned back to Mankind for the famous bump off the cell. I mean, but a testament to him because and then here, he look all at three characters over. Road Dogg's back out here. We just saw him. Billy Gunn's out here again. He's been out there early in the night. Triple H defeated Mankind earlier in the night. And Xbox out there. Yeah. All of DX and China. I mean, I know you said before the uh, Attitude Era is a little overhyped, you know, maybe in our minds. But I don't know. Looking at this main event and the people who are going to be involved well, this is, in we're it. We're also picking out some of the cream of the crop here we're watching because now here comes the rock with the corporation so behind the rock wearing by the oh, way the best this is my favorite think about this he is one of the most favorite. in-shape guys maybe this time it was like a little doughy yeah, it was a little doughy but yeah. he's not he's not doughy enough to be wearing adidas pants and a and a, oh, no, no, and no, a short he, sleeve no, he's wearing the zips the two two stripes two oh okay stripes. sorry two stripes but you got behind him vince mcmahon shane mcmahon kent shamrock big boss man test test kane and I it's no, kane. i don't think kane's that's there. gotta be kane oh, i got a toot Oh, Jesus. On the podcast. Yeah, yeah and class. Kane. Kane's back there, too. Because Kane, earlier in the night, fought Patterson and Briscoe. A lot of dissension. Look at The Rock, though. This guy. And to think what he's become he 20 years so later. He's so much better now, too. Well, it's crazy. He looks like he's been enhanced a little bit. But well, that's yeah, also I mean, an insanely... <laughs> Greatest title belt right there. Oh, the winged eagle? Winged eagle. It? Well, that's one of... That's like the second Aren't variation. Eagles winged? Uh, oh, is this the one with the, like a lot of The blue? big circle. This uh, is the big circle one. The other one kind of had like that like 
M shape to it, the one that like Bret Hart would wear and Shawn Michaels. Yeah, yeah that one's a, it's more I, bright blue. In the yeah, middle I too. like this one though. I am myself just like uh, Conrad, a belt mark. I love, I love the. I'm going to buy many belts. Hopefully, when I get to the financial status <laughs> that I want, house belts, belt rum maybe in the house. Oh yeah, absolutely. And uh, funny story, our friend Anthony yep. will make another appearance on this podcast. Uh, he liked The Rock so much in high school, he modeled a lot of his hairstyles directly after The Rock. He had the. Uh, I feel like he only has that hair though. Like that, Anthony could move his hair. He could change his hair. Well, our sideburns, sideburns. Oh, sideburns. Okay, because I feel like he has this perfect like just piece of hair. Yep. Like can't grow, can't go shorter. Couldn't grow a beard for a long time. Very <laughs> jealous. No, he couldn't. It wasn't a bad thing. He used to talk about it. All right, so now we got the action starter and Rock and Mankind again. It almost looks like a lumberjack match. How many people I mean, around this it's, ring? It's filled around the ring. It and is. It's and, a no DQ match. And just so you know, just to go back to what's going on on the other channel. So this is during WCW where a few months before Hulk Hogan had announced his retirement. This is a week after they ended Goldberg's streak. Against so this, Kevin Nash? Against Kevin Nash with the... Um, the taser there yeah. the, that Scott Hall hit him with. So this is one week after that, eight days. And what happens on that on that Nitro? It was supposed to be Goldberg versus Kevin Nash in a rematch. Instead, Hulk Hogan returns to get his title match. So as Mankind is facing The Rock on Raw, you flip over to TNT, you have Hulk Hogan versus Kevin Nash in what is famously known as the, the finger, finger poke, poke of, doom. of doom. Wait, that was the so finger poke two, of doom today? Two to- wow, man, man, this guy. That's one of my favorite bumps he takes. The, oh, yeah, he just the knees hit. into the thing and just fly over. He just lets his body take that impact and soars over the stairs. Um, so, yeah, so this is the same night. The only I think it's the only night in Nitro or Monday Night War history that both titles changed hands in the main event. So, yes, Hulk Hogan pokes... Kevin Nash to take the title back in one of the oh Ooh, just smash always, him with the, oh, oh. It's, and it, he let it fall on him. It's always interesting to watch the Rock and Mankind and the amount of punishment that the Rock dishes out because we all know about that Royal oh. Rumble match. He just slammed yeah, that's two stairs together off of him. That was like a concerto in a sense, yeah. like with your head oh. just can, yeah. Like these guys even know Vince and Shane are probably like, how is this guy live? I mean, he literally. Beats on him. They're showing the replay badly, right in the back. Oh, and then what is this? Is the Michael Cole where I, I, I accented right at the the action point. And that's another thing to note. Michael Cole on commentary. Jr. during his uh, Bell's palsy at this point um, wasn't doing commentary. You know, was famously requested by The Rock and Stone Cold for WrestleMania 15 that will be coming up in months. Um, no, Stone Cold not on the show by the way. No, um, he's in this. Yeah, but not yet yeah, at yeah. this point. Like there was no Stone Cold. Uh, he. Oh. Um, you know, Everything the they do is vicious. Well, think about this: is a rock during a very big prove it time, getting the title, becoming quote the man, kind of out of nowhere. He only debuted two years earlier. Uh, rock on commentary. I mean, when he it does from, this gimmick. He does it a lot, I think, with these, especially during this time. But the what was it? The halftime match that they had. Oh, the the, the, the answering the phone. <laughs> yes, that was during the um, empty arena match. Yeah, and he goes over and answers the phone. He goes, "SmackDown Hotel, no mankind isn't here." Oh, that's great. But this is also, like, you know, he's on commentary. Michael Cole has a trip away from him. This is probably Michael Cole's best championship call ever. Like, oh. I like the Daniel Bryan WrestleMania 30 it's call. Fine. It's But it's not as raw. He knew it was going to happen. This actually feels like what Jim Ross always said that he liked. Oh, that mankind puts on the commentary. Thanks, Ford, dude. Oh, it's great. Mankind was great. Oh, hits him with a ring bell. Dead. And, and you know why I bet Michael Cole was better here? It's because Vince is visible here, so he can't be talking. He can't be to talking to his ear. And number two, I just don't think they knew as much of that was going on, the commentators at this point. Jerry Lawler famously said he didn't know half of the time. He and would they didn't know enough. Know. And they, he would know enough so that he knew what to say and be able to, you know, 
say what, especially being a heel commentator. But Jim Ross said he would never know. He would never know. He would always be in the creative meetings. He knew where the stories were going, but he didn't know the outcomes of the matches. And I wouldn't want to, especially if I was the the play-by-play guy. You want that surprise. You want that shock. So you're with the fans at that moment. Yep. And, and now here's the rock about to rock bottom mankind oh. on the announce table. Oh, yeah, these guys are just... If you can just see it, these guys are just, it's pure action. So, again, on the other channel right now, you have a finger poke of doom. So, you have, and we gotta you have do that. Hulk Hogan. We gotta do that in the minus five stars uh, Ultimate Warrior Hogan match. I feel oh. like worse matches are better to, to yeah, do on we, these. Absolutely. That's fine. We can, you know, we can have people vote too. Maybe we'll, we'll make a poll out of these, a Ooh. couple. We'll, we'll write them down after this is off and we'll put it up there. So, right now you have The Rock and Mankind outside of the ring. And again, this is something that was pre taped. Pin Me Pay Me shirt too? I can't tell. His, his shirt is ripped to shreds. I think he's wearing a job squad shirt on the back there. <laughs> oh, he might be. Uh, so they have, um, you know, I remember this day, actually. I was over at my friend Pat's house. Uh, he had, uh, I think I, I don't think I had AOL at this point. I think I got it during 1999. So he had AOL, and I'd log in. And I remember going to www.com every time. Rock did a spit punch and tried to pin him there. Yeah, that, I that's mean, he knocked him down. He did. So, um... I remember going onto WWE.com after school, so say like 2.30, 2, 3 o'clock, and seeing Mankind with the famous still that comes up later in this, holding up the championship, saying Mankind wins a championship they, tonight. They spoiled it on they, WWE.com? Yeah, because it was pre-taped. They knew they were going against a live WCW, so I'm guessing that played into their decision. So it said it on WWE.com, and I remember thinking, like, Mankind, like, I don't... Oh, the grapevine of the leg, by the way, in the Russian leg sweep, which nobody does. Bret Hart did it. Well, in today's oh, day yeah. and age, nobody oh, does. I don't even see Russian leg sweeps yeah. anymore. No, I do, and when they do it, they don't do they that. Just, how just, else would you Basically, just pull him down. Yeah. Which you wouldn't fall that way. But yeah, this was, um, you know, during a time where I think they knew WCW and they wanted to try to get the rating. So they told people what was to come. Which, if you really think about it, you knowing he's going to win the title and you watch the first hour, you're like, how? So that even makes it more intriguing to oh, me. Oh, yeah. Because he have comes to connect out of, the dots on yeah, how he, to do it. He cuts a promo. He loses a number one contenders match to Triple H. Then he attacks uh, Shane McMahon to get the match. And he didn't want it the Royal Rumble. He wanted it tonight and he gets it. And that's why The Rock also is not in his wrestling gear. By the way, two jerseys to make note of at ringside, both of which I kind of had. Oh, people's uh, elbow. Uh, the, the most corporate electrifying. Elbow. I think it's a corporate elbow. Is it? Yes. Oh, yeah, because he's with the corporation. Oh, doesn't throw it in the crowd anymore. See, so he threw it right on his face. Let's see if he does a little bit of a slide. And Nope, nope. just a slow Oh, walk. he does oh. a talk. talks too much. <laughs> Worst finisher ever. The great reaction shots around the ring. Yeah, yeah. In fact, the only one who I think isn't a, a legit superstar that's around that ring was Test, and he could have yeah. been, if, you know. If they, re- yeah, if they, yeah, R.I.P. How but, many dead people around the ring? Uh, not that many. Uh, maybe just Test. Oh, no, no big, big Boss, boss man. man. Big Boss Man. R.I.P. It's not like WrestleMania 8 where, like, most of the people are dead. Oh, oh. Nice swing. By the way, Test holding the WWE Championship is one of the funniest, if you look in the background, uh, as, they, as a camera it's pans around. as close around. as he's getting. But... There's a guy who should have been a champion right there. Ken Shamrock. Ken Shamrock. Yeah. Really, I think they dropped the ball with someone like him. I don't know if they did. I don't know if he oh, ever... Oh, Tess throw he, the I don't, title I don't in. think he was long, there long enough. I don't know why they're sneaking it in either. Oh, know, it's no DQ. Back, it's no like, DQ. Yeah, like they don't need to do that. They no, distracted it, the ref for no reason. Hits Mankind in the head. One, two. Ooh, kick out. Very slow. Uh, Hebner, what's going on with that slow count, bro? By the way, the, get, tell me about the jerseys. Okay, you get any flashbacks to the, uh, the Generation X jersey? Oh, yeah, when we had him for uh, flag football. Oh, we were such losers. We spent so much I absolutely, money on I those absolutely disagree. We were not losers. I think that's it. No, because there's no, more, no, not enough innocent. Yeah, and there's not enough. By the way, oh, another fart. And a great double arm DDT. Love it. 
And there's a Ben Coates jer- uh, jersey just outside of uh, and the ringside. Rock kicks out. That's Mankind's finisher, by the way. Yeah, there's a, right in like the ringside hard camera, which I'm assuming was purchased at Caldor because I think I bought that exact same one. At it's a starter jersey. Is I it? Believe. Oh yeah, that's what because I think starter had the NFL. So he brings in Mr. Sock, who officially was a character made a few months before this during the. Oh yeah, it is a pay me, pay, pay me, me. repping his boys. It was was that even a thing yet? I think so. It had to have been. That's a shirt that they uh, they sell. And it's funny because when Look you go to see... Look at this with this. Mr. Sokka was lynched in. Billy Gunn has his hands in the air like me, like when Tom Brady throws a touchdown pass. And then Shamrock... Oh, my God. Or like Shamrock you when you were ringside counting the three count oh, for friggin'... We should uh, bring that up for the oh, time. Uh, SummerSlam 06? Yeah, we went to SummerSlam 06. And, and that was, was just the anarchy. first match on the card. It was. It was like Ray, uh, Eddie Guerrero's. And there's Austin's music. Look at the crowd. Oh, Look at that crowd. They're insane. Everybody's on their feet. So Cold wear the worst t-shirt he ever produced. A long sleeve. Looks like a bad Metallica shirt. He's running to the ring like my dad. Oh, oh. Wearing your dad's jeans, too. And then watch this. Oh. oh, and they actually show it. Usually in WWE Network, they hide those. Hits him with the chair. Rock right to the head. Mankind's on top. One. Listen to the crowd. And the crowd is going ballistic, man. I mean, everybody's up, everybody's cheering. There's, there's no moments like this anymore, and I think it's mainly like the superstars are there right now. Like you've got Austin Rock, Mankind at the height of his powers. He's fully Austin is right just now. going off on McMahon. But you can build stories like this. You have the characters mm. to build stories, but that, just don't do it. And the thing that also you're seeing here though is mankind getting a huge rub from Austin. This crowd is loving Austin. This crowd's loving. They just are a title change. They never saw coming. And you have Mankind's freaking crappy-ass music, his piano music playing. This does not sound like someone that would win a championship. terrible. I think Vince, in this day and age, in this era, like, figured out things, or at least he's kind of stayed in this mold forever. That he's... Yeah. Sorry, I'm just, this is this yeah. is incredible. You have oh, DX in the ring, the champion. You have the Stone Cold flipping off the corporation. You have the Rock looking miserable. Mankind can barely move. Can't even get up the freaking ropes. But there was so much of an evolution going on right here with wrestling. It was yep. completely different from anything we saw three, four years ago. Go back a and year. And now I, they're stuck. I know, but let's uh, hold on. Let's focus yeah. on this for a second. You go back 11 months, I mean 13 months from this, you had Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart in a crazy feud. You had, you know, Owen Hart in, as a big-time player. Now look at this. You have DX as a great new bigger faction. You have the corporation, all these guys all you care stars. about. And then look at Mankind just pumping his fist, winning the championship again in Worcester, Massachusetts on a huge snowstorm where, you know, I said earlier, so Mankind, we, I saw him at the, you know, at the Kowloon in Saugus, Massachusetts with our good friend Andy Wong. Oh, yeah. She plugs. Um, but he tells the story, Mankind, after he won this title here in Worcester, the crowd's going ballistic still, by the way. He got in his car. Oh, this is, Road Dog announcing him as the champion. I mean, like, why not? He's great on the mic. He is, and it's just listen to this. And the crowd, I even get a little bit of chills listening to this. And you have just anguish, Vince McMahon. But yeah, so Mick Foley said after this, he got in his car, and they drove him and Phil Cassinetti of Sports World were together. Mankind, Jesus, the guy from Everett. Yep, he took a chair out of the Worcester Centrum for you know his shop, and oh now Mankind's about to jump on the microphone. Oh, I have an ESPN update. Mankind is new WWE champion 20 years ago. I think it's his mom. It's pretty close to the actual anniversary. I think it it's is. at midnight tonight, right? Yeah. As time of recording. Seeing this feels pretty damn good. It's, what? you know, you just have so much going on. Look at all the character Kane. But as I said, so he then got in his car and they drove 
to the Kowloon. In a driving snowstorm. In a crazy snowstorm, as you could see evidence of during that McFo- uh, Al Snow road. And Worcester to Saugus is not an easy ride. No, it's, it's about like 50. A, oh, it's 45, 50. But during a r- night yeah, like in that. In a snowstorm? Absolutely. And Billy Gunn, the best part is Billy Gunn just sitting in a chair in the ring right now. Like, there's just so much going on here. There's so much elements. Like, if you're in the... Now, Mankind running around. This is another famous scene. We have strips. It runs... <laughs> I think and, the thing I take away most from this, though, and is... And then we go off the air. It was such a different experience. And it was so different from, like, two, three years ago. But yeah. now when you look at wrestling right now, it's the same as it was four, five, six, seven, eight, nine years ago. They haven't evolved. And I think that's the problem. Um, you know, Seinfeld makes a joke where, you know, your dad gets to a certain age and he just freezes <laughs> his style. Like, he's just a turning museum of 1988 because that was his favorite look. He wears the same jeans, wears the same everything. And I feel like Vince McMahon is stuck in this booking of authority versus people, and he just kind of carries it the whole way through. They kind of, like, since they became a public traded company, they've gotten rid of the fun stuff, and they haven't figured out how to really evolve. I think what it is, though, I think more importantly what you said is, and again, we don't work there. We don't know all the behind the scenes. They have way too many writers, it seems. I think, A, they have too many writers, and B, back then... There was about four people booking, and you just had the tr- – it wasn't Vince McMahon making – he was making the final call, but he wasn't making every call. I don't know if – I'm sure it's the same now, but I just don't think it's the same type of talent. You know, you, you hear these stories of – you know, you just said Vince Russo. We know about Bruce Pritchard. We know about Pat Patterson. Those guys with Vince McMahon, like there's your creative team. They're, those are the writers. Those are the guys coming up with everything, and then you're, you're, you're giving their talent the opportunity to show what they can do by cutting promos. You think Road Dog Jesse James was able to talk on the mic like that? If if in today's product, no, he, it would be a different scenario. See, I don't know what their writing situation is. I don't th- know if they have real writers or just people who were wrestlers that they're now. Like, oh, back okay. then, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Back then, you had you heard the like, stories of like Chief J Strongbow was a part of like the, they were agents. Yeah, the agents then were more, but there was never strict writers. Yeah, like they didn't have a writing staff during this time. So now, like I mean, we do this podcast, so I'm gonna watch a lot of wrestling. But now, like if you want to compete for people's attention, you want to get back to the top, you want to get good ratings in today's day and age where there's legit great television at every turn. I mean, there's so many good programs. I don't have enough time to watch them all. That's how good TV is right now. And you're putting out stuff. Again, it doesn't have to be Game of Thrones level, but you have to respect my intelligence as a viewer and tell me stories that are believable. And if you're not going to hire really good writers or let the guys be promo artists on their own, you got to get a mix of it. You got to get either people yeah, who you, are great at their own or cutting promos, or give them full scripts and practice it. Because but like, they're not delivering. But like we said, going back to this, forget about today. Forget about today. Let it go. <laughs> we have plenty of podcasts yeah. for that. But looking back again at that, you saw just a crowd and, and an atmosphere and, and a built arena of people that were just anticipating everything and they were getting the payoffs that's the thing i think that you know you saw in this raw that was insane you didn't know you were getting a mankind title win let alone title match you didn't think you were getting stone cold steve austin you didn't know you were going to get all of this action and even when you like we said when we started this road dog versus al snow in a hardcore match that was extremely entertaining kept you on your toes and had a really cool ending, and then he still comes up to me like, there's nothing about these matches that were disappointing. And I don't mean like, oh, the good guy or the bad guy won, just overall exciting points. And that's what this Raw showed me. And this is the beginning, again, of 1999, where you had to fight for everything. And across the... And look at this. Already, one week later, just you know, we keep it playing here. We'll end this in a moment, but now Mankind is this new theme song. They oh, all, the, all with the da, da, yeah, this is the, the da, I call it the Razor da, 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 da. Ramon remix because it comes starts the same way as Razor Ramon's. And the uh, <sighs> Bobby Brown My Prerogative starts the same way, by the way. Has a 
sound? Yeah, it's like the car crash sound. Uh, but I'm not even talking about the car crash. If you th- listen to Razor Moan's intro compared to Mankind, it has the same exact beginning. No, it has know, like a so weird like tornado sound. They stole it from My Prerogative by Bobby Brown. Was Razor Ramon before? No, no, it wouldn't have been. Yeah, my prerogative would have been. All Absolutely. right, I'm going to check that out after. So that's another thing. We'll do a listen-along. Uh, Bobby if we Brown. have the editing ability, we can stick it at the end of the podcast as an outro song. We sure can. Will we? You'll find out in a few seconds. <laughs> but I think this is a great experiment uh, doing the watch along. Maybe doing like one of these or two of these a month. You know, yeah, just throw them in the midst of our podcast. Let we'll us keep know if you liked it. Yeah, let us know. A, a if you listened. B, we'll, we'll put a poll. We'll do another one just because there's only one way to find out. But maybe doing a poll. Maybe we'll put in. So what do you think? We want to do finger poke of doom. Finger poke of doom. Oh. The really bad match between the warrior with the uh, warrior versus the firecracker. Yeah, that, that go off the the fire paper. Uh, Hogan versus warrior. Halloween havoc. Um. I'm trying to think if there's two that I can think of that are just like famously pretty bad matches. Because I feel like when we were watching this and describing it, it's just like, okay, this is great. It's fun. It was awesome. Yeah. But that's okay too, yeah. but I know what you mean. You do one good, one bad, or a lot of bad. I'll throw out there the. Um, I'm trying to think if there's a good anniversary coming. You know, I'll throw out the Hell in a Cell between Boss Man and Undertaker. Oh, the one where he hangs himself? That's, and, yep, that's oh, coming up God, that's in awful. just a few months. And, you know, I'll think of one other. We'll put four. We'll put a poll out. We'll we'll do one in the next few weeks. So um, just a programming note. So we'll probably have something, you know, this week, uh, upcoming the first week of January. I think we will, you know, we'll we'll figure out a a certain topic. And then we'll do a deep dive maybe the following week because we'll be right about the anniversary of three three years into AJ AJ Styles. Styles. So that one might be – we'll see how long that timing is. That one could be bloody. Well, I think I'm going to get very upset. Yeah, if you're, you're, you, you're gonna get because I think it's been one of the best three runs in the history of WWE. Three? Yeah, it's been three years. Oh, I thought you said top three runs ever. I think it's one of the best. Yes, I would probably. I don't know if I could put no. Top three. His first year is arguably the best year in WWE debut history. That's Kurt Angle it, beats him yeah, probably. Because but it, I'd say it's the first fictional wrestling though. Oh, okay, thank you, Bell. That, that duh. He, has, he didn't captivate me. Well, you, but he kept. I think the audience today, he's as good as it gets. I think him, like the Seth Rollins, like all the guys you hate. His peak was John Cena. That match. But that's fine. That was in that first year. Was it really? The beginning. When he was of, the heel? When he was the heel was SummerSlam of that first year of his him wrestling. Are we sure? Uh, yeah. Okay. I'm very, right. I'm really good with AJ Styles. AJ Styles has been my guy. I've been a fan of his for a long time. And, I, I you know, we'll get into it, though. But we'll do a three-year run of AJ Styles. It looks like he's getting into some interesting territory with the McMahons now heading into, the, like I said, his third year. Oh, can we address that real quick? You can address it. Okay. Because I thought that was great. But just give me a little bit more. Just milk that scene like just beat the crap out of him more. no just build it up a little more where he's like slapping him a little bit and like, oh, like it was Vince just antagonizing it more? was just one hit like to me that was brilliant booking you had it but if you can just like you just needed somebody in the room to be like it doesn't make sense for him to clock you after you just hitting him one time yeah and you push, talk, push his button just push really push his buttons for like and hit him and say something that actually hurts him like yes. you're not as good of a wrestler as you yes. think yeah, or that, you've been disappointed in yeah, you. There you go. Usually, <laughs> but, like, right? yeah. but that would have like it, it. And this is what everybody says. It's like, well, yeah, it accomplished what it needed to accomplish. But you I know it could have been. But better. like, you could have really just a little bit, little bit of tweak. You could have made that a great, great, all time great segment. Really, seventy five percent watch along, twenty five percent when you put us together. This is what you're gonna get. Yeah, I mean, it's just hard watching this and not. Being like, why? And think about it, but that is good. You know what is a good reflection? Like you said, at the end of the day, you watch something like again the first Raw game we were watching Raw two two thirty two ninety three. Um, and to think they've been over a thousand, over are they fifteen hundred yet? I can't remember. Yeah, because it was but, SmackDown one thousand, right, or two thousand? 
No, 1,000. 1,000. So, yeah, they got to be... They're probably at least in the 15 because they did 25 years of Raws. But you just look at it this time, and I don't care. And I think the most important thing is, yes, there is competition. And, yes, they were on top of the viewing world. There was only maybe one-third of the amount of channels available to, you know, the cable companies at the time. So there's a lot of different things that went into it. But, yeah, it just takes a little bit of that turning, making your characters turned up, and you just saw that with someone like Mankind, who I still to this day, even reflecting back, watching this now, the next week is it's just rolling on my WWE network, well, Bill's WWE network, um, is that his password is, no, is that it's funny Talk. because you um, – you watch it, and it, I don't. I never looked at Mankind as the guy, and he really wasn't. That's what made this even better, because Austin was still the guy, The Rock was still the big heel, and Mankind just made the story better. Well, he's adding he made, some seasoning into the feud that is them. And, and it made you watch all these Raws and all these – like, there's a Royal Rumble coming up where it's going to be Mankind heading in as the champion versus The Rock. And that's the chair shot one. That's a chair shot one. That one's that's there's a, so that, many that, title that's changes. That's what we could do because that's that's a oh my god moment. Yeah, that's but like the, hard to watch moment. But the reason he's here, and the reason a lot of people got uh, elevated, and we can wrap this up in a second. But it's because you could go out there and you could deliver, and at that point in time, they wouldn't be like, oh, we have this slotted into the main feud. They could be like, all right, you know what? You've shown us something. We're gonna give you a shot here. Yeah, think and about think what he's shown over the last, especially someone like Mankind. Look what he's done over the last seven months. He, he went through the Hell in a Cell thing, which is insane, which is a terrible match, but a great spot. Then he goes into a feud where he's like with in, in and out with Kane and the tag titles. Then he becomes like the corporate picked champion going into that survive the deadly oh, games. Oh, screwed him. That's and, a great yeah, story. And that's it, it's one of the that's best stories. Vince Russo's best work. It really is because I remember that night watching it being like, is Mank-? and again, I'm telling you, as a kid, this is during this whole time, I remember never being big on Mankind, but being like, he's going to win this title. They're going to put it on Mankind. And then to see when it was Mankind versus The Rock, I'm thinking, it's going to be so fresh to see somebody, not that I was thinking this way, like looking even then, if I was older, like how fresh is that? Austin's not involved. Undertaker's not involved. Shawn Michaels obviously is gone at this point. Like all your champions from the from the past are not going to be, you're going to have a new champion. And then we saw the swerve with The Rock and a little overdone with the screw job thing, but uh, I don't know. I just, it was an excellent time. It was nice to kind of jump back into these because there's a lot of famous and great raw moments. Like we said, we'd like to try this again, maybe a few more times. You know, but let us know your feedback. You like these? Did you watch along? Did you just listen? We appreciate it either way. Download it. Put it on your father's phone. Go to podcasts or yeah. Ross on Wrestling. Everybody's phone. Yeah, everybody. I'd grab your aunt that doesn't know how to use her iPhone. She probably deleted the podcast app, even though that's like impossible. By the way, to Desmond, do. chill this this whole episode well, we got a whole little system going on here well we'll talk about that in a future podcast we get some uh training well you can't train a cat we found that out and well somewhat you can't train a cat and i don't want anybody tweeting me about how you can train a cat because you can't not mine it's a lion and but we have this new uh diffuser that's like a calming thing in them so we'll see if it works we'll see if it works all right that's a weird ending but nonetheless so that was mankind winning his first wwf championship on raw the first one of 1999 bill any uh any final thoughts bang bang all right i don't know that was lame (laughs) 